Hello and welcome to the Business Standard Morning Show. I'm Swapnil Joglika. It's the 23rd of February 2024 and here are the questions we'll be answering today. Can private capex offset government spend curbs in FI25? Will AI help SoftBank turn things around? What does the Novelis IPO mean for Hindalco investors? And what is the Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse? The Reserve Bank of India recently urged the private sector to step up and take over the responsibility of driving capital expenditure, thereby relieving the government. An article authored by a team led by RBI Deputy Governor Michael D. Patra said that expectation of a fresh round of capex by the corporate sector is likely to fuel the next leg of growth. But will private capex be able to offset the slowing momentum of government capex in FI25? Kasturak and Ayush Mishra find out. The Reserve Bank of India's latest State of the Economy report has urged Indian corporations to ramp up their capital expenditure, leveraging the current lower borrowing costs and thereby easing the burden on government. The government's reduction in borrowing programme for the interim budget of FY25 has already led to lower cost of borrowing. The government plans to borrow 14.13 trillion rupees through dated securities in FY25. This is lower than the current financial year's gross borrowing estimate of 15.43 trillion rupees, which was the highest ever. The lower borrowing estimate for FY25 is on account of growing tax revenue and the government's resolve to meet its fiscal consolidation roadmap. The interim budget, although refrained from any populist measures, yet was reflective of the government's resolve to bring down the fiscal deficit. The fiscal deficit target for the upcoming financial year was trimmed by 70 basis points to 5.1% of the GDP. The target for FY26 is 4.5%. Experts say the centre's aim to rein in the fiscal deficit is well supported with the current CAPEX outlay. Capital expenditure outlay by the government for FY25 has been announced at 11.1 trillion rupees. That's 11% increase over previous year's budget announcement of 10 trillion rupees and a 16% increase over the revised estimates. This marks a significant slowdown in the pace of government spending on CAPEX. A leading Business Daily's calculations showed the government has consistently increased CAPEX spending at a CAGR of 26% for FY19-24. Meanwhile, a report by the Department of Economic Affairs noted that private CAPEX has grown at 8.5% CAGR between FY19 and FY23 to 6 trillion rupees. According to Avishek Gupta of Caspian Debt, the quality of private sector's balance sheets as well as the portfolio of lending institutions are in good shape. The potential stocks from consumer loan books also seem to be limited for the larger part of financial institutions. So, acceleration in private capex is likely. The Centre for Monitoring Indian Economy's data showed private CAPEX saw signs of revival in the December quarter of this fiscal, up nearly 15% from the quarter before. But it was still lower than the same period a year ago. According to a leading financial daily, new projects worth 2.1 trillion rupees were announced in Q3 FY24, as against 9.5 trillion rupees in the previous year. 
Shishir Gupta of Center for Social and Economic Progress elaborates what's needed for the private sector to make up for the gap left by the government in terms of pace of capex growth. For capex to improve, we need to make Indian corporate sector globally competitive. 55 to 60% of India's exports are driven by corporate sector. And if we make Indian corporate sector more competitive, it will push India's trade share in global trade, which has which has been a meager two to two and a half percent over the last 10 years to a higher number. Right. So, so the key is for India's cop, uh, corporate sector to become globally competitive so that our exports can rise. Uh, and as a result, their, their capex will increase. The RBI's report pointed out that selective sectors like oil, gas and chemicals are showing fixed asset growth, contrasting with underwhelming addition of fixed assets in steel and automobiles. Let's turn to economist Pronop Sen to understand which sectors will contribute more to capital formation and vice versa. At the moment, one of the reasons why private capex is not going to be happening is because of the coming elections. So when you have elections, uh, there, there is uncertainty about what government will be there for the next five years. And you don't want to take CapEx decisions until you have a certain amount of confidence about who the government will be, what their policies will be, and so on. Okay? So until the election results are announced and the new government in place, uh, I would suspect that uh, private CapEx will be somewhat uh, muted. Really big issue is not so much the uh, corporate capex; it is the non-corporate private capex, which is not very responsive, which which went down sharply and has just stayed down. So it is really the revival in the MSME capex that will make the difference. While the lower borrowing estimate and fiscal consolidation efforts are commendable, the private sector needs to step up its capital expenditure. Experts are optimistic, citing favorable balance sheets and lending institution portfolios. However, sectoral variations and political uncertainties could influence private capex trajectory, making it crucial to monitor in the upcoming fiscal year. While the government is expected to pull back on CAPEX and FI25 due to concerns about fiscal consolidation, economists believe it's time for the private sector to pick up the baton. Speaking of investment, India's artificial intelligence landscape is set for a significant growth cycle. SoftBank, known for its substantial investments in tech companies worldwide, has recently confirmed a strategic shift towards investing heavily in AI. The Japanese investor has now set its sights on India's expanding AI market. But what does this move signify? Shivam Tyagi and Abhijit Kumar dig deep to find the answers. SoftBank is turning its head towards AI-focused investment in 2024. As per reports, SoftBank's Masayuchi son is seeking $100 billion to establish a new AI chip venture called Izanagi. 
The company plans to inject $30 billion of its own capital into this venture, with an additional $70 billion sought from investment firms in the Middle East. Izanagi aims to challenge established players like NVIDIA in the AI chip sector. And the Japanese firm is eyeing the robust Indian AI market, according to an EY report. The cumulative impact of Gen AI on India's GDP may range from $1.2 trillion to $1.5 trillion by 2030, contributing an additional 0.9% to 1.1% in annual CAGR. SoftBank is expected to adopt a targeted approach in terms of its investments in India, pouring between $75 to $125 million per deal, as it seeks to capitalize on the rapidly expanding AI landscape in India. Devon Choksi of DR Choksi FinServe elaborates why SoftBank is looking to change its investment strategy. See, look at the portfolio of about $11 billion that they have invested in the country so far. And in this particular portfolio, when they probably started the process some 15 years back or so, starting to invest in the startup companies, <clears throat> the larger amount of emphasis has been, I think, in the area of tech enablement of the business. It was a it was a requirement at that point of time, I think, which they followed. And I guess I think they succeeded by and large. Maybe in between, I think some uh, investments may have actually, I think, suffered also. But that's part of the startup investment, I believe. And that's what I think they have been successfully able to do. I feel that I think the approach has been by and large correct. And if this particular approach has to be seen for next 15, 20 years, I guess I think that strategy to focus on AI is cannot be more validated than what it is at this point of time emerging into the global economy. SoftBank already holds significant investments in India, totaling $11 billion with major stakes in 22 firms, some of which are set to go public. Notable among these are First Cry, Ola Electric, Swiggy and Lenskart, each valued at over a billion dollars, with a few slated for IPO this year. And the next set of investments by the Japanese investor comes on the back of a profitable quarter. This follows four consecutive quarters of losses posted by the company. SoftBank Vision Fund, the company's tech investment arm, posted its biggest gain in nearly three years, with gains of nearly $4 billion amid a recovery in valuation of its technology companies. The Vision Fund had registered a loss of $32 billion in the fiscal year ending March 2023. Since 2018, SoftBank has invested approximately $15 billion in India, targeting emerging global technology companies. The appetite for AI solutions has grown significantly in India. According to reports, the number of Gen AI startups in the country more than doubled from 25 in 2021 to 60 in May 2023, raising $590 million in funding as of May 2023. SoftBank has been one of the biggest investors in India's startup and consumer internet ecosystem, alongside the likes of Sequa Capital and Tiger Global. So why is SoftBank becoming more AI-focused? In the early days, let's say, th thinking about, let's say, you know, uh, pre-COVID or even, you know, five, six years earlier, you know, AI was at a very nascent stage. Uh, I wouldn't say across the world there was any, you know, high innovation that has happened. Uh, the first move to a more uh, illustrative and more intuitive AI would be, you know, ChatGPT and, you know, any further, you know, um, branches of ChatGPT which has been created by Microsoft or, you know, even Tesla is looking to invest into it. Uh, there are multiple other you know, guys who have tried it, like Google Bard, etc. 
we believe that that push has actually you know shifted in a ben to benefit you know indian startups uh, indian promoters has been you know uh, focusing on creating uh, you know variety of you know uh, ai driven businesses um, business models which can you know start from market insights to let's say supply chain uh, to even you know generative ai softbank has in the past bagged some of the biggest names in the indian tech industry however softbank had recently slowed down its investments in india not signing any new checks in the last 12 months due to what experts called a lack of late stage opportunities but the company recognized india's ai startups potential ai has become a priority in indian business models with companies like krutrim and sarvam focusing on crafting large language models and ai deep tech tailored to india's needs after securing a funding of 50 million dollars with a valuation of 1 billion dollars krutrim became the first ai unicorn in india That's the excitement in India around the vast opportunities for AI deployment is high. So the question arises that what will be the overall impact of AI heavy investments on SoftBank's portfolio? Their investments can happen in two different ways. Uh you know either it could be inorganic. Uh they could acquire, you know, AI, you know, based uh, companies which can become part of their portfolio. One they can also go uh, and invest or let's say also you know strategize to invest in their uh, you know uh, portfolio companies and uh, you know create a layer or let's say sub layers where uh, their in- investments can go directly for an mni uh, which can create you know uh, sub layers uh, within the system which can improve uh, their portfolios uh you know efficiencies with the rapid adoption of ai in india industry insiders believe softbank's bet has come at the right time the company's strategies can either be acquisition or it may invest in upcoming startups with robust financial backing from existing ventures this strategic move could propel softbank's growth in the next phase SoftBank has also targeted expanding its investment portfolio with next-gen technologies. Meanwhile, in the equity markets, aluminium player Hindalco is taking its key subsidiary Novelis public in the US by likely selling a partial or complete stake in the company. As investors await key details of the IPO, what could the monetization of Novelis mean for Hindalco and its investors? This report by Harshita Singh finds out. The flagship metal company of the Aditya Birla Group, Hindalco, is seeking to list its key subsidiary Novelis in the US via an offer for sale. Novelis generates over half of the consolidated revenue for Hindalco, and its IPO is expected to be sentimentally positive for the parent. However, a re-rating for the parent company, that is Hindalco, may still be a long shot. Analysts say. This, they said, is due to a lack of clarity on how Hindalco will use the proceeds from the proposed IPO. Hindalco is already a cash-rich company, so it raises questions where exactly Hindalco will use this cash. It can either use this cash in order to pay a one-time dividend to its shareholders, or it can use this cash to expedite its domestic projects, or maybe it can set up a vehicle in order to fund the capex at Bayminet in Novelis. 
Hindalco's stock crashed up to 15% on February 13 after Novelis sharply raised its CAPEX cost for the Bay Minute Greenfield unit by 65%. However, its IPO announcement has not led to a recovery in Hindalco's share due to a lack of certainty that the proceeds will be used to fund the enhanced CAPEX. Since Indalco already has strong cash on its balance sheet, a fresh issue of shares by Novelis would have been more beneficial in lowering its debt, believe analysts at Nuvama Institutional Equities. Due to the revision in the CAPEX, Novelis's net debt could rise to $5 billion by the end of FY26 from $4.6 billion at present as per analysts. If Novalis uh, trades at attractive valuations, then um, it will possess the ability to raise more money through subsequently issuing equities to lower its debt. If it does that, then Hindalco's debt also uh, comes down and that will lead uh, much more comfortable to Indian investors. Meanwhile, the possibility of Hindalco using the IPO proceeds for dividend payout can also not be factored in just yet. Thus, investors should stay put and not take to fresh buying in Hindalco stock, analysts say. The existing investors can stay long on the stock. Uh, fresh entries can be avoided as we await further update uh, on uh, how the company will deploy the cash and uh, how much valuation the Novelis subsidiary receives. As far as valuation is concerned, the derived market cap of Novelis is currently around $9.6 billion. As per reports, Hindalco could seek a valuation of $15 billion for the proposed IPO. It had bought Novelis for $6 billion in 2007. Thus, key details of the IPO should be waited for before taking any investment action. Today, on February 23, investors will react to the RBI's latest policy minutes and global market cues. He's making plans for an early retirement. Business Standard. Moving on, the City of Dreams has recently unveiled its digital twin called the Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse. The project offers an immersive experience of the city's future where people can explore the proposed transformation of Mumbai by 2025. But what exactly is Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse? Shivam Tyagi explains. India's financial capital now has a digital twin that lets you explore the city's future in the metaverse. The Tourism Department of Maharashtra and the Tech Entrepreneurs Association of Mumbai launched the Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse, which showcases the recently launched and upcoming large-scale infrastructure projects of the city. It serves as an open access platform to allow users to explore different urban development works in Mumbai and nearby areas using 3D visuals and virtual reality technology. The metaverse is an evolving 3D-enabled digital space that utilizes virtual reality, augmented reality and the internet that allows people to have realistic personal and business experiences digitally. Devendra Fadnavis, the Deputy Chief Minister of Maharashtra, announced the initiative on February 19 via social media post on the microblogging platform X, inviting global users to witness the city's transformation. The Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse 
enables citizens to virtually monitor the progress of major projects that directly impact their daily routines. The platform is accessible through virtual reality devices, a website, and dedicated applications available on Google Play Store and Apple App Store, providing a convenient means of tracking developments. The city's digital twin aims to keep citizens updated about 12 infrastructure projects, providing insights into their technology, cost, environmental and other critical aspects to raise awareness of sustainable long-term infrastructure development. The metaverse provides a view of projects like the Coastal Road, Mumbai Metro, Mumbai Trans Harbour Link and Navi Mumbai International Airport, while also showcasing the Mumbai Ahmedabad Bullet Train Corridor and the transformative Dharavi project. The Mumbai Ahmedabad Bullet Train Corridor is set to ease intercity travel, significantly reducing the travel time between Mumbai and Ahmedabad. In addition, the expansion of Mumbai's metro network will also offer a sustainable and convenient mode of transportation for millions of commuters. The construction of the coastal road along the city's western shoreline will further improve connectivity between North and South Mumbai. On the other hand, the Dharavi redevelopment aims to transform an old slum into an integrated planned township, while wastewater treatment plants will boost water quality in Mumbai's rivers. All these infrastructure developments can now be experienced through the Mumbai Megapolis Metaverse. So that's all for today. For more news, views and insights, please log into business-standard.com. Thank you for watching. For more news, views and updates, subscribe to Business Standard on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Also follow us on YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn.